For broadcasting or advertising opportunities, call 1-888-303-3884 or visit wildfireradio.com and click on Contacts. You are listening to The Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, Shooters Radio Universe! My name, of course... Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know what like to think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, everybody out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, and you are listening and watching Episode 189 of the Straight Shooters on a whole bunch of platforms. Before I tell you about all those platforms, let me introduce my co-host, my main man, Pots and Pants, Nipple Philly Voice of Philly Influencer, and a special guest tonight, the good brother Sawyer is back. Hey, everybody. Living color. In living color. He is colored. Uh, that's, uh, that sounds <laughs> That's bad. He's a man of color, I should say. And uh, we're getting off on the wrong foot here. <laughs> Boy, if I was white and said that, wow, that would have been bad. This would have been shut down immediately. I mean, this is the final episode of Straight Shooters, everybody. We've we, we, we been making headlines. Yeah, For the wrong bad. reasons. For the wrong reasons. It would have been bad, bad. But, like I said, uh, this is episode 189 of the podcast. Uh, you can find us on a whole slew of platforms out there. And if you want to listen to us talk about pro wrestling out there, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, the mothership, WildfireRadio.com. We can find all 188 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. And on other platforms, of course, you can rate us, review, review us, subscribe to us. The whole bit. Of course, if you're watching us live, we appreciate you watching us live. See our beautiful faces. You're watching us live on YouTube. And if you want to interact with the good brothers here at the Straight Shooters, on the left side of your screen, I'm kind of pointing to it here. Feel free to interact. I got the YouTube page pulled up. I mean, I'm typing it in right now. Uh, <laughs> but it is pulled up. It's rearing, rearing and ready to go. And so if you want to interact with us, holler at us while we do the show. Please feel free to do so as we talk about the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling, as Malik Kubris Barrow yeah. says at the top of our show. But before we get into all the wrestling talk, how y'all doing tonight? What's going on in y'all worlds lately? We got opening day tomorrow, baby. Oh, yeah. 
Phillies and Braves. And man, I was going to punch my ticket to get into to get into the home opener. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I will be in attendance at the Sixers game tomorrow night. So at least I will be around the Philly area. I'm taking a day off of work. So, uh, and, uh, I don't have to, you know, worry about, Oh my God, are they going to catch me or whatever? I took a personal day. So I don't got to worry. I can do whatever I want. There you go. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you didn't take within, a with, day? within reason, within reason. So of course I'll be oh. out there. I'll be out. I'll definitely be out there in those streets. So. There you go. <laughs> out in those streets. I know a lot of people are going to be out in those streets tomorrow. Cause like you said, you get the Phillies tomorrow during the day. Sixes that night. People are gonna be pulling a double header tomorrow, I'm sure. Sawyer, how about you, my good brother? Well, I'm going to work. I can't <laughs> day tomorrow. However, however, I will be watching opening day uh on my MLB TV app. Shout out to T Mobile and T Mobile Tuesdays. Those things really work. But nice. um yeah, and the best thing about uh so I for those who don't know, I moved. I'm down in the south now in an area that is undisclosed, but I will say that someone who has an orange tan lives here. Um, supposedly, the best thing about it is that the Sixers are great, so they're on TV now. So I get to watch Philly nice. and actually be down here. So, like, they're on TNT at least once yeah. every week or so. So That is true. It wasn't the case five years ago. You can never watch Sixers games. And that wasn't uh, the case two years ago. Jeez. I bought much. a Sixers. Two and years ago, I bought a like Sixers. To to <laughs> yeah, you're right. Two years ago, I bought a Sixers ticket with a Groupon. <laughs> Seriously. I got to remember that. I think I remember that. Different and the now. funny thing is the Phillies are doing they, – they did stuff like that last year. So hopefully they won't need to do too many more of those uh, in the near future. It's all yeah. different now. The whole complex down in South Philly is, is lit now. <clears throat> yeah. One into the next, it's, it's going to be litty the whole summer and, of course, into the fall when the boys and green get back on the field, of course. But uh, enough to talk about all that real sports stuff. Let's talk about space. <laughs> <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is real is the Flyers are going to lose tonight and miss the playoffs. So at least you don't got to worry about them. I got nothing bad to say about the Flyers, man. Go Flyers. Hopefully they win. I'm rooting for you. As I always do. No true fan um, would ever say that. Speaking <laughs> I, <laughs> Wow. They suck, that's, man. That's a uh, shot across the brow. Uh, Nick's point of view does not reflect the point of views of our entire Straight shooters family here. On his point of view, uh, so I'll put Flyers. disclaimer in the uh, description of the show. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of rooting for people, a lot of people were rooting for our main man Kofi Kingston last night on SmackDown Live. As this time, he it wasn't him going through the gauntlet. It was his brothers in the New Day, uh, Xavier Woods and Big E. They had to go through the gauntlet, and they got it done. They got it done, and it means Kofi Kingston is officially. Finally, after all the the stuff about you know him not getting a chance and him being screwed over, he's finally going to WrestleMania to face Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. And not only that, we got an explanation of sorts as to why Vince McMahon doesn't like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And it's essentially the um, same thing he told Daniel Bryan five years ago, which was that he thought he was a B-plus player. And personally, eh, I would like for them to be a little more creative than that. But I'm glad they did something. They gave us a reason. Because like I said last week, if you left it open to interpretation, people will instantly go to the race card, which I don't know if WWE wants to do at this point. Like, no. traded company, <laughs> if they were smart. I don't think, you want, the, I don't think you want the, the face of your publicly traded company being a a racist on <laughs> on television, like a character. <laughs> you know, his character is racist. That's still, you don't want that. So, 
the, the <laughs> fact that he at least gave a reason, I think is good. But the reason itself, eh, is it's okay. But uh, what do you got thoughts on Kofi Kingston finally headed to WrestleMania after a uh, honestly a dramatic couple weeks with you know him going through gauntlets and stuff like that? Yeah, I thought it was actually uh, kind of cool that they had Xavier Woods and Big E kind of play into that narrative because for so long it's been Kofi, 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 and then it's like, well, do I view do me does me as a wrestling fan do I view Kofi as uh, a singles wrestler right now or part of a tag team? And he's part of a tag team, and he's been that way for like five years, four or five years. So having like one of the most popular tag teams, if not the most popular tag team in WWE history. So having Xavier was a big E kind of step in and like kind of do it for him. I thought was actually pretty cool and not in a way that made it lame, you know, like all oh, Kofi's got to rely on those guys. Like I thought they, they kind of did it in a cool way and the way they even won, you know, with pinning the table on Eric Rowan, it was like smart, you know, they did what they could. They, Daniel Bryan, doesn't lose anything. Eric Rowan doesn't lose anything. Uh, I thought it was a logical follow-up to last week, and um, I was I was here for it. I thought it was really great. The, the celebration was great. The crowd reaction to the win was a lot better than it was last year, last week when Kofi won, and we all thought he won before Daniel Bryan came out. So I think everything kind of played perfectly into that moment last night. And, uh, I mean, they, they got to go all the way now. Like, if, if it's a huge letdown for me. It's all for naught if they don't pull the trigger and get, give him the title at Mania. But uh, for now, like I'm trying not to look that far because they always have the propensity to screw things up. And everyone will always point to WrestleMania 19 with Triple H and Booker T, and I definitely understand that. <laughs> but uh, for right now, I think it's awesome. And maybe, just maybe, they're really listening to the crowd and they kind of backed into it. But I'm going for the ride because uh, it's different. And uh, that might be one of the most anticipated matches for me at WrestleMania. So uh, it's all kind of coming together. And uh, I thought they did a, a really good job last night at uh, telling the story. So, And with Big E and, and Xavier playing the part in the story, I thought was excellent, too. Sorry, what did you think about it? Uh, <clears throat> I agree with what, a lot of things that Nick said, and you know I thought the best thing about it was even at the end when when they won and they counted him out, they didn't say the winners are the new day. They said Kofi's going to yeah. WrestleMania. Like they didn't yeah. even. It, that was the whole storyline. I liked the fact that everybody was in the back. Um, I kind of thought it was weird that Oscar was back there. He's still hype. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. We'll, we'll saying get into Oscar in a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was a really really good moment and. Nick is 100% right about because when I first saw the angle, you know, the first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, so they're not good enough? Like, I never thought you were good enough. You were never going to be good enough. And I'm like, wow, that's really close to home. Like, is it really? That's <laughs> like, right. damn. So it's I good. I they're like six time, seven time tag team yeah. champions, they're the longest running tag team champions yeah. in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all yeah. of a sudden, they're all B plus players, which, yeah. all right, whatever. I mean, yeah. okay. And, and and I thought I agree with Vaughn about like the, the reasoning was weak. I also thought it was a little bit weak that Daniel Bryan didn't even notice the fact that he said B plus player to him and he just kept on moving like it wasn't a big thing. Like that well, would have been nice I mean, to, to 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 Daniel Bryan is a heel, so yeah, yeah. he's kind of ignoring like that the fact that he you know the same thing that was said to him five years ago, now he's saying it to other to everybody else. It's like he's a hypocrite. And that plays yeah. into I would assume his heel character. That's how and, I look at it at least. 
And I, and I think you could have did the hypocrite, but here's the thing. If you weren't going to play it back to the B-plus player and the familiarity that was said, I think you could have used a better excuse, like a better reason why. I yeah. So, but, I, I, you know, I thought it was good. And, like, and you know, Nick, you're right. They got to pay it off, right? It, it can't be a 19-second crawl over to cover Kofi or he's so <laughs> exhausted or, uh, you know, the masked man comes out. It's actually Ric Flair. You're like, they have to actually pull the trigger. I just I, I worry though because it's like you know like you said they have a propensity for screwing things up right so Kofi wins it and then he loses it on SmackDown. Like, Here's the thing about yeah, yeah 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 you know and it's a one time event right because even right. Zack Ryder had his had his moment. I'll be I'll be cool with that if he just won it for a night or a month or whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing about WrestleMania though, they got a couple matches where it could be you know when you the storyline should have the babyface win in the end right. Mm-hmm. We go to Kofi, we go to Becky, we go to, you know, the Becky Lynch match, which is the main event, which is big headline news. Oh, by the way, the women are going to main event WrestleMania. We'll talk a little more about the women, women a little bit. But I want to talk about this first because this ended SmackDown, so it's literally the most recent thing. Fresh, yeah. But, uh, and maybe the Seth Rollins match as well. That's yeah. potential for three very happy and just, you know, fairy tale endings. And, you know WWE ain't about that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a whole show of happy endings. Now, sure, there are plenty of other matches on the card where they can have heels go over, but I feel like in these championship matches, they're not going to have everyone just three happy endings. They're going to not have one or two. They're going to take away one or two of them, so the, the the happy endings that they they do have mean more because there's less of them, right? You look mm-hmm. at last year's show, they should have, all by all rights, should have had Nakamura beat AJ Styles, Asuka should have beat uh, Charlotte. Didn't happen. Asuka lost, AJ Styles, <laughs> Nakamura mm-hmm. lost, and we had even Roman Reigns lost. We had no yeah. happy ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, what? And it felt weird because to me, and I, I think you guys would agree, WrestleMania is where the happy endings are supposed to happen. Right? Like that's where you tie up the story with this fairy tale ending. But if you have like four or five of them, does it quite quite as mean does it mean it quite as much? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So I I, I look at those three matches in particular as the potential happy endings. Which one is it gonna happen? I think the second one, I think it's cemented. It's going to happen, and we'll talk about why it's going to happen later. I honestly think the Kofi Kingston one might happen as well. So that answers the question: Does he win? If there's one that doesn't, that doesn't think happen, it's Seth Rollins because he's already been there before, and they've held they had the title on Brock Lesnar for this long. Why not keep it on him for a little longer and have Roman Reigns beat him, beat him down the line or something like that? So kind of, I'm with that because in. You look at it. Why have Seth Rollins beat Lesnar on the big stage of all when Roman Re- they didn't have Roman Reigns do it twice? So, I mean, uh, it's one of those things where if you're right about the three matches, but the Lesnar Le- Rollins beating Lesnar seems like the one that I would even bet against it happening. Uh, I don't even think right. I don't I don't think Lesnar loses honestly. And and we'll we'll I- preview it next week, but um, that's the match that you you think about a happy ending, and I'm like, eh. Probably not that one. And also, out of the three matches, it has the, the by far the the least amount of heat. Yeah, and I feel like when they first announced it, there was a lot of heat, a lot of build for it, and then it kind of all simmered and everything. With Becky went to the front, and Roman Reigns, and even and even writing Dean Ambrose off went higher than even the Rollins Lesnar thing. And I, you know, there is some point that you say that you know Lesnar he only works two days a month, whatever, and he's not there to do the build. But you know. Those other matches, even if Becky wasn't even wrestling, she's still on there with a crutch, and they're still pushing it, you know? Right. So uh, I think 
you know, again, I think it's great that Kofi Kingston's getting this match. Just, just for the sake of having the match is great. If you ask me seven months ago <laughs> whether this would happen, I'd be like, you're out of your damn mind. There's no way to <laughs> get Kofi Kingston this nice little spot in the Royal Rumble every year. But then he he never wins it. And yeah. there's no way in hell he's going to get the WrestleMania title match. But here we are. So If anything, you'd be like, all right, he's in a tag title match, you know. Right. But that's where he's been the last what two, three years or whatever. Yeah. Was, so yeah. and so yeah, so kudos to Kofi Kingston. Hopefully him and Daniel Bryan get a chance to tear it up. I I believe and I don't know Daniel Bryan personally, obviously, but if it's up to Daniel Bryan, he would lose to Kofi Kingston. Uh he would go out of his way. He would make sure that Kofi Kingston gets that moment. But obviously it's not up to him. And I don't know Daniel Bryan personally, so maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just, you know, how I think he would think, if that makes any sense. Uh, but let's move on to some more pressing matters here. Some big things going on. Like I said earlier, the women, they've reached the pinnacle of WWE, of wrestling, to be quite honest. Uh, we're going to go through uh, in a little bit as well the entire history of r- women's wrestling matches, women's matches at WrestleMania. And it's not like it's some real crazy in-depth history. It's like 30-some-odd matches that have taken place featuring women at WrestleMania, whether it's all women or a mixed tag or something like that. But all those matches have led up to this. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, triple threat match, and the main event of WrestleMania. WWE made it official a couple days ago, and it's billed as such. It's been on ESPN. They, they put them on ESPN, I think, yesterday morning. They're closing the show. It is on the poster. First ever women's main event in WrestleMania history. Is so that, that... It should have press release. <laughs> the whole nine. They did it all. Push <laughs> alert, press right. release, you, you name it, right? So this match already has historic stakes to it. You know, it has history behind it. Raw Women's Championship, you know, everything. But then, last night on SmackDown, WWE did something completely out of left field and had Charlotte Flair beat Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So now there's a triple threat match at WrestleMania in the main event. There's two champions in the match and one non-champion. As of right now, only one championship is on the line, but everybody's talking on the internet and they're thinking both titles are going to be on the line and it's going to be winner take all and they're going to unify the SmackDown Women's and the Raw Women's Championships. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack with all of this. But as of right now, Charlotte Flair is a SmackDown Women's Champion, and she is in this match competing for the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka, who knows what happens to her? So let's let's start with Asuka real quick before we get into the, 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 the main event. Asuka, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um... You know better than I do, and I don't think that's much more than what I do. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, uh, I honestly don't know. It, which is a lot more than I do. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we've sat on this podcast and talked about, yeah, this triple threat match is great and everything. And they'll, they'll have another great women's match lined up uh, for the SmackDown women's title. And now that was kind of like, you know, that's not on the forefront, you know, Asuka, they, I don't even think they've announced the women's battle Royal, but you got to no, think, they might not have gonna, you got to think about it. They got a lot of women in on the card, which is good. Yeah. In separate matches, but unless they yeah, use a bunch the tag of team women titles, yeah. And a bunch yeah. of NXT UK women, how are they going to fill up? Was it 20 people for the, the battle Royal? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I guess they could, but it it might be tough to do that. When it, it might be, and uh, you know. know, part of the what I loved about on SmackDown was the, even the announcers kind of acted like they didn't know what was going on. You know, they started making the announcement for the this match is for the women's cha- SmackDown Women's Championship, and you know, Tom Phillips was like, "What? What? 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 What's going on?" Uh, <laughs> so it was a shock to like everyone. You know, uh, I like that part of it. I like. You know, TV shows to kind of like do that and make me kind of go, whoa, like that's interesting. Uh, hopefully there's something better for Asuka down the road. But yeah, this just kind of felt weird. It, if they just wanted to have that tagline with like two women or two champions in the main event, uh, it's kind of weird. I don't think title unification is the way to go right now. So I'm not a, I'm not, I disagree, not doing it. I disagree with that one point you just made that time well, unification isn't the, isn't the way to go. But I'll I'll let you continue. I just wanted to show I I disagree. I'll tell you why. I, and I know you do, but I think unless you unify the men's titles, you can't unify the women's at this point. Uh, I'm all for it happening down the road, but I think it's got to happen at the same time uh, <clears throat> if you unify Universal and WWE. So that's kind of where I am with that. Uh, as far as Oscar goes, uh, probably. If they have the battle royal, I think maybe you gotta have her win the battle royal. Like she's still the <laughs> high profile star. Like she has to be the she has to be up there. So I, to to your question, I don't know what the hell's going on, and uh, kind of that makes me kind of like wonder what they're gonna do with her in the near future because uh, I, I doubt she's gonna be forgotten. Sawyer, can you tell me what the hell is going on? Can you shine some lights on what in the hell is going on, please? So. I'm going to try, but it's going to be a really small flashlight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So when they announced it, I was like, oh, it's a tune-up match. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you make Charlotte lose? And then as they started talking about, she might be the eight-time champ. I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And And the weird thing is like, you know, the build, we haven't really seen a lot of Asuka, right? Asuka comes out, she squashes somebody, she goes. I read somewhere that might have been true or might not have been true that she was injured and they were nursing her or whatever. But when she won, and, you know, as soon as she hit the figure eight in the middle of the ring, I'm like, really? And she has a tap out, too. I kind of was like, are you trying to kill Asuka? Did she piss somebody off, not carry a bag? Is she hurt? But then, like, if you start thinking of it from a promotional standpoint, right, how cool would it be in Vince's eyes, right? So you got all this mainstream publicity. You got Charlotte. So even if Becky wins, right, you got Charlotte on one hand holding up WWE title. You got Ryan in the middle holding her hand. You got Becky holding the other one. And then he gets all this publicity out there and everything else for WrestleMania. That's one point. Or you could say unification, which I think is a good idea. And I think you can look at it as a good idea is the fact that Charlotte, I'm not Charlotte, um, Bailey and Sasha who travel around the other brands get a pop every time they come in and channel challenge somebody for that belt on all the different brands. And I think a unification for a woman's title would be good. But I, like I said, I don't know what the hell is going on either. I've just never seen anything like that. I kind of thought she was kind of hurt just because like they made her tap. They, they concentrate on the leg. They did all these things that basically incapacitate her. So even if they wanted to say, oh, Asuka's hurt, we had to write her off, she tore meniscus or whatever, she'll be out for three months, they kind of put that in the match because it felt like Charlotte was extremely brutal to the leg. Although the match was good overall, and that Spanish fly she hit was dope. Yes, it was. Um, as far as Asuka, her career is not over. It's not like she's dead and buried. She was a champion after all. But yeah. it's just it's just it's it's flabbergasting like how how hot she was when she first got to the main roster 
And I thought they protected her for a while there. Obviously, she lost to Charlotte last year at WrestleMania. That's her first loss. But she was such like a dominant champion. Like, and we saw it coming when she got when she first had that first loss. I said there would be no time. She was gonna be losing by distraction roll up in no time. Because they gave her one loss. The floodgates have opened for WWE to give you a whole lot more stupid losses. Carmella. And I'm not saying this is a stupid loss. It's a good match. Charlotte is obviously she's not an eight-time champion. It's no real shame in losing to Charlotte. It's like there's no real shame in losing to Oscars. It goes both ways. But it just it just feels weird that she's kind of been like discarded for the sake of because it seemed like to me you can look at this multiple ways. On one end, this is this felt like a, a knee jerk like shotgun booking type of decision. Like, how can we make the match that's already historic and already big? Even bigger. Let's get another title in there. Yes. This is like, uh, what? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, it's and, yeah, with you with that. And I would not put it past Vince to do something like that. Okay, just like he did with like say Rock and Cena. They had the first match and there was no titles on the line. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna do it again, but this time WWE Championship. Now it's even bigger. And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some matches don't. This match already had a title in it, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand. Uh-huh. But, so, like I said earlier, maybe they're trying to unify, which I know, Nick, you said it's not the right time. To me, I don't think there's a wrong time. Do it as soon as possible, because from the very beginning of the brand split, I remember arguing with Ryan Satin on Twitter about this. They don't need two of every title. I've said it from the very beginning. I didn't like it when they did it the first brand split. I didn't like it now. Yeah, it's giving guys and gals something, to, you know, chances at ch- championships they wouldn't have probably otherwise had, but you devalue your championships when you have so many of them. Like, it's like having, and I'll say the comparison again, what if you had just the conference championships in football, but you didn't determine one true champion after that? You didn't have a Super Bowl. You just had an NFC champion and an AFC champion, and that's it. That's silly. <laughs> you need one <laughs> real champion for each division. So you got one woman's champion, one men's champion, the two top champions. You have one set of men's tag titles, which I think they desperately need to do because the, the each tag division is garbage right now. Outside of like two or three tag teams, straight garbage. You put them together, oh, we got a good division all of a sudden. Give me they, – and they're already starting off good with one set of women's tag titles. I'm here for that. Floating champions, okay. But they still have uh, two women's championships right now. Hopefully they unify them. So let's just get – if you if it if it leads down the road to unification of of the titles that they have two of already, you don't need them. I'm I'm okay with keeping the U.S. and the, and the Intercontinental Championships separate in each brand, but unify the heavyweight titles, unify the women's titles, unify the tag titles, and I'm all here for it. Just one of each doesn't don't need two of each. It's just silly. All right. You, now another. You, go ahead. Good question. I I like what you're saying about the unification. Do you think that if Brock was not champion? They would have unified the title sooner. No, I think they do. They they wanted to have two championships for the brand split. I think if they're going to unify, I don't think they've made a decision to unify until recently. That's if they actually do it, okay. because they might not do it, right? And here's the reason why they might not be thinking about unification because Charlotte, yeah, is a SmackDown champion. They might not put that title on the line at WrestleMania. It might just be for the Raw championship. Now you have Becky just win the Raw Championship. Charlotte's still the SmackDown champion, and she goes back to SmackDown to rule the roost over there. But before that happens, you can have Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, all 
champions. And they can have that moment in the ring where the four horsewomen are all holding up titles in the ring at the end of WrestleMania. Yay, the end, you know, the revolution, the evolution has been like had reached its like summit. You know, we're here now. Just like they did a takeover back in 2015. You can have like the mirror images of that. And you can also set that up for Ronda Rousey's four horsewomen, because they're all in WWE now. <laughs> Don't look now, but the whole MMA four horsewomen, that whole clique is in WWE. The rest of them are in NXT. So you could set that up potentially. So you could potentially do some things with that. that but that's those are the mo- those are the ways I see why this happened. I don't know which one is which though. That's the thing. Like it could be any one of those. I could see any one of those scenarios playing out. But all we know right now with two champions and one not champion and only one championship was on the line. And it's got the people buzzing. It's got the people talking. That's if there's if, if this accomplished nothing else, people are talking. Like us right now. Yeah, that seems yeah. like the end game for Vince McMahon, you know, almost every year for WrestleMania and really any event, just based on decisions that he makes. But it's kind of crazy to me that you would just take the title off Asuka for a photo op at the end of WrestleMania. Maybe. But uh, you know what? That sounds crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised. And (laughs) I wouldn't, like, I guess depending how it comes across on TV or whatever, I might sit back. And if it actually happens and all four of them are in the ring holding their titles high, I'll, like, sit back and be like, that's pretty badass. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of dumb to just make Asuka lose for a photo op. But that photo op. Well, kind of be badass if that's the end game, but um, just in terms of like storyline and uh, yeah, like if Charlotte doesn't win at WrestleMania, she still goes back to SmackDown with the title and uh, she can do whatever over there. Obviously, Becky Lynch wins. You would think she would just move to Raw. Uh, the one thing interesting about this whole angle and story is that they haven't mentioned that Becky and Charlotte are on SmackDown and Ronda's on Raw. Like that, <laughs> that, that hasn't been part of the story at all, which I don't know. If it's like, it's not insulting to my intelligence. Oh, yes, it is. I, I, I don't <laughs> know because I don't under, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it would have been back in like 2002, 2003, because we know the history of these women. Like we don't have to be told, Oh, like, why are they coming for the raw title? They're on SmackDown. We know what happened to survivor series. We knew what was going on in before Becky got hurt heading into survivor series. It's kind of like, we already know. So do we have to be reminded like every week that there's SmackDown women vying for the raw title? Not really, not in my opinion, but, but I you, do. I do understand that. But th- then, like, What's the whole point of a brand extension? What's the whole point of a brand split? If you're not going to remotely adhere to it, or at least come up with reasons <laughs> why that a SmackDown person, like Becky Lynch, one thing she won the rumble. She should, she can choose whatever champion she wants. That's, that makes sense. So they came up with a creative reason as to why. But Charlotte, she, oh, she got heat with them too? Yeah, well, the creative reason is Vince McMahon can do whatever he wants. That's the creative reason. All right. <laughs> He's been creative the last three weeks with Kofi. they just doing whatever he wants. Oh, I so, didn't mean that. I meant this. I mean, they never follow the wrong <laughs> rules, right? You know what I mean? Like, they they set the rules, like, even, like, the no rematch clause, and then, like, the next day, it'll be like, oh, he gets a rematch. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. What just happened? It's like, like we meant like, what we said, but this time, like, we'll give you the rematch. We really meant what we said this time. And Finn yeah, Bell is like, in the back, like, word. Prime example, <laughs> prime example is when after uh, WrestleMania 32, Undertaker lost to Shane, or Undertaker beat Shane McMahon, and if Shane McMahon yeah. lost that match, he wasn't to have control of Raw. What happened the very next night? Mr. Man's like, you want control of Raw? There you go, you have it. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he off the cage and died and came back to life. 
for Raw, and you just you said you couldn't have it, and then you give it to him. You have to go up that cage and die in front of his kids. <laughs> it wasn't necessary. You just just wanted to give it to him anyway. Well, I mean, they One gave the kids what he wanted. He's got what he wanted. Give it to me. No, give it to me. Okay. What? Wait a minute. What kind of negotiation is this? Give me what I want. Oh, man. I remember doing the podcast, and we're all just like, wait, Vince for weeks was like, you're not getting raw. And then he's like, damn it, the audience is pissing me off. Fine, you can have raw. I'm like, what? Like, that, made no sense. that made no sense at all, but it was like the funniest thing. It was like the night after the match. Yeah. <laughs> he like hobbled out. Remember, he, had, he hit him with this, and he couldn't raise his arm. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> so, oh, my God. A lot of this stuff just doesn't make any sense. And it's shotgun booking. It's, it's hot shot in the angle or whatever you want to call it. It, it's 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 wild, it's weird, and it's all going to play out right before our eyes, I guess. Come it's the WWF, wild, wacky fun. Did they, yeah, man. Did they say a real runtime for the show yet, or are we just trying to like crap shooting with no dos? Nah, I'm pretty sure it's like eight hours. Yeah, that's pretty much the norm <laughs> now, bro. Like, yeah. you know, you got to set aside your whole day and night for this show. Like, I'll be very honest, I fell asleep during the mid card last year. I did absolutely. Show no, you're not the only last year. That wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. don't blame you for kind of dozing off a little bit because I was no, I was resting my eyes. That's the word. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That show didn't have any juice to it, man. It just is like, uh, okay. Then again, as I mentioned earlier, there were no like fairy tale endings, so it's like nothing really. Like you had this match, and you like, oh, I think the good guy's gonna have his moment, and then it didn't happen. It's like, oh, all right, well. Yeah. They keep dropping these red herrings on like ESPN. Did you see the Daniel Cormier interview where he was like, I should just cost Brock his title at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like that's said it at the wow. interview and it made, they tried to turn it into like a hot take. And I was like, nah, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, again, another wild thing that would just happen at WrestleMania among the other wild things I'm sure that's going to happen that night. This is going to be a pretty historic WrestleMania, obviously because it's the women, first ever women's main event, which. It's not like, and I think they said this, I forget who said it, I think it was um, Ronda Rousey said it on ESPN, something like that. It's not like they just put any old match in it just for the sake of it. This is the best, like the top thing going in WWE. This, and I've said it for months, that this these, this match and this angle, you know, no matter how flawed it's been, you know, at various points, is the top thing going in WWE. It's the most compelling and intriguing thing going at the moment so it deserves it flat out deserves a main event whether it's a women's evolution or not this should be the main event i mean what other match are we looking forward to more than this one i uh, kofi and the, and daniel bryan that's it i can skip the literally honestly skip the rest of the show and then there's other good matches on the show too with you know aj styles randy orton uh i don't want to say kurt angle and baron corbin that's not one of those matches uh, mcintyre reigns is gonna be a good match. there you go another there's another good match yeah, um, that might be, be the really best match, match that has no like no stipulation or anything. That but that's gonna be a good one. AJ Styles and Randy Orton things gonna be a good one too. Eh, Randy Orton's good one overrated. The, the... <laughs> God, you, hate you say that you know, R- RKO comes in your apartment, and just hits you right in right on camera. Yeah, you deserve it too. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no rap from Randy Orton. You just be talking mess about Randy Orton like uh, <laughs> he wouldn't just trash you right now. Let him see me in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a, di- I'll give him a diamond cutter. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, go out to Orton and be like this. Come on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Diamond cutter. You, you really got to get that disclaimer in the front so none of us get, catch an RKO in, the, Bro, in the streets. Get me clapped out here in these streets with RKO. Man, I'll, start, <laughs> I'll, I'll start tweeting him DDP yoga shit. So. See, Vaughn, you get hit with RKO and Meryl calls yours. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of lit, actually. I'm not going to lie. That'd be kind of lit. Shout out to Merrill Reese. <laughs> Man. Um, transitioning away from Merrill Reese. <laughs> and back to women at WrestleMania. As we alluded to, as we said earlier multiple times, it's the first ever women's main event in WrestleMania history, which got Nick and I to thinking. And we came up with, well, mostly Nick, actually, uh, came up with the idea, let's talk about the best women's matches in WrestleMania history. And then I saw, I went through the whole list of WrestleManias, all 34 prior WrestleManias. And I got, I got literally every match that involved the women listed here in front of me on the Word document. Mm. And there ain't much to choose from, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can there we agree this year's? <clears throat> there aren't enough, like, I mean, unless you go, I mean, re- honestly, the first match that I saw, I was like, mm, we could talk about this. Was WrestleMania 22. Ooh. But I can I can talk I'm gonna talk about it from the beginning. We can you can feel free to interject your thoughts, you know, as I kind of list off some of these matches. But of course, the first ever WrestleMania had a women's match on the card, and that was for the championship, the women's championship at the time. Uh Wendy Richter defeated Leilani Kai. So, you know, it was a, from what I remember, I haven't watched it since I watched WrestleMania one like five years ago. But it was a match. Like, (laughs) go crazy. And a historic one because it was the first WrestleMania, and that's about it. Right. And, um, man, now I can't remember her name. The uh, the celebrity, the woman singer. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper was involved. There you go. Captain Lou Albano was out there. There Cindy Lauper. So, you know, and Cindy Lauper was hugely famous, so famous that I forgot her name in 2019. (laughs) It happens. at that point, she was hugely famous, so that was like a big match for that time. Uh, but yeah, so for like WrestleMania two, there was a match: Fabulous Moolah and Velvet McIntyre. Uh, no relation to Drew McIntyre or but Velvet Sky or Velvet Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they didn't have another women's match for four years until wow. WrestleMania six, and this wasn't even like a, it was a mixed tag, match. wasn't it? it was a mixed tag, yeah. Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire against Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Next women's match, another four years. So like this is this is how it was back in the day. This was a women's championship match between Alondra Blaze and Alani Kai again. Alani Kai was at the first and the tenth WrestleMania. Uh so kudos to Alani Kai. Uh but what's the next women's championship match at WrestleMania? Can you guys guess? Four, no, not 15. the championship. championship? Uh this is women's match in general. How about this women's match? Fifteen? Fourteen. Fifteen is correct. What? Five whole years in between <laughs> women's matches at WrestleMania. And it Wait, was the worst. Didn't Sable wrestle at like WrestleMania 14? She did. She, there was a gold dust match. I forgot. You're 100% with, correct. With, Lu, with Luna. Luna. It was Luna like Mark Barrow's. Yeah. I just so remember the Sable, the Sable bomb and the terrible Sable bomb. And... Right. So four years. That's I stand corrected. I, okay. But still, a while. Still four still, years. Yeah. Yeah. Sable they're pattern. They're pattern. So Sable and. <laughs> Mark Merrill, right? Versus Goldust yeah. and Lupashan. Yeah. So, okay. 
I stand corrected. But then the next year, the worst match probably on this list that I've ever seen, uh, Sable and Tori for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania 15. Uh, right here in Philly. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, it was in Philly. And it was straight hot garbage. Um, so, yeah. And we go through the list. I mean, the next year, you had Perry Reynolds versus a cat, just with Val Venus as a special referee. It was just terrible. Uh, yeah, so that kind of beat Ivory for our first and only, I think, women's championship. So, uh, shout out to, to, to China. But then, a couple years here, we had some good, actually, some decent matches at WrestleMania. The triple threat match at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, Jazz, Trish Stratus, and Lita. It was kind of. Jazz was a beast. Right, yeah. and it was the only women's match on the show, and they put it on before the main event. It was like after Rock, Rock and Hogan, mm. and then before the main event, so it was like the buffer <laughs> match, the bathroom break match, as some people would call it. Uh, so he was in a bad spot, but it was kind of a good match. Uh, WrestleMania 19 had Trish Stratus beat Victoria and Jazz again. So you, there's one official match on the show, but they also had the Bud Light girls and the Pillow Fight, or was it Miller Light? I think it was Bud Light. One of the beer companies had the Pillow Fight, right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Bud. Like yeah. you're, you're probably right. Yes, um, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Nick. I didn't say that. Where's Oscar to kick my face off? Wow. We're not going there. We're, We're not going there. Nope. Continuity. Continuity on the podcast. See? We're not going there. We're just not doing it. Uh, WrestleMania 20. We had two women's matches. It took 20 years to get two women's matches. Where it all began again. One of those matches was a Playboy evening gown match, though. Uh, Toy Wilson, the table, beat Miss Jack and Stacey Keeler. The other was a women's championship match. But the only reason why this match is even on the card was because Molly Holly volunteered to have her head shaved. Yeah. If she lost, and she did. She lost, and it shaved her head. So there you go. Uh, women's championship match at WrestleMania 21 was Chrissy Hammy and Trish Stratus. Chrissy Hammy only had the match because Lita was hurt. There you go. Uh, and then the next year, like I said... The first match that you look at and like, yo, this was good. This is a great story. This is a good match. Mickey James, Trish Stratus, WrestleMania 22. This was the, probably to, to for a while the best women's match in WrestleMania history for a while. Mm-hmm. What do you guys remember about that, real quick? Whew, uh, the builds, you know, the, it, it felt different right, right away where, you know, the build was. Uh, something that you can like sink your teeth into and like follow the story. It made sense. It, it reminded me of the Tori, uh, Trish or Tori, uh, Sable storyline, mm-hmm. uh, from years prior, but this was more well, you know, rounded well, you know, uh, given plenty of TV time. Uh, and, and it was much better two, match, by the way. correct. It's two women that could go in the ring. So, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't go into the pay-per-view thinking it would be one of the best matches of the night, but it, but it was. And uh, that cemented Mickey James to me because uh, I didn't know her before that WWE run, that initial WWE run. I didn't, I wasn't privy to her work on the indies or anything she did before WWE. <clears throat> so it was like Mickey James, you know, like I, I remember her for the, for the rest of her career and to this day. So, uh, you know, wouldn't it be a cool callback if they had the, battle royal this year and you know maybe mickey james gets that win i don't know i just mickey james i I think is very underrated for uh, her career even in impact and tna i think she was great so i would agree uh, definitely one of my uh low-key best wrestlemania matches ever also on the show was a playboy pillow fight oh Corey wilson 
and Candice <laughs> Michelle. Um, really, nothing happened in the WrestleMania 23 at a Lumberjill match with Molina and Ashley Mazzaro. You had another Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match at WrestleMania 24. Then you had WrestleMania 25, which, as bad as the Sable and Tory match was at WrestleMania 15, this was probably the worst thing that ever happened in women's wrestling at WrestleMania with the rest, Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal. Oh, Santino. Yeah. Where, if, for those who don't know, they were going to have a the WWE have a battle royal with all these big name female wrestlers. They brought back some wrestlers that hadn't been there in a while, like Tori Wilson or something like that. I forget exactly all the names. Didn't give them any of them any entrances. They just walked down to the ring doing Kid Rock's performance of all people, Kid Rock. And then at the end, a woman didn't win the damn battle royal. It was a man dressed in drag with Santino Morella dressed up as a woman as Santina Morella. <laughs> Made a complete joke out of this. I'm glad this woman got paid at least. Yeah. But, yeah, there's uh, not much to say about that. One. Let's get about I'm that together. Just, uh... Uh, next year, just nothing match with like six, like eight women tag, ten women tag just to get a bunch of women on the show. This is WrestleMania 27, by the way. This is 2011. This is only eight mm-hmm. years ago. Wow. Uh, 27, you had... Oh, 27, yeah, you had Snooki in the match. Remember that? Snooki? Ah, uh, I do. Uh, 28, you had Maria Menounos in the match with Kelly Kelly, you know. Uh, then you had 29, which was another just down <laughs> moment for the women's wrestling because they got cut from the show. Remember that? Yeah. That was uh, the one at MetLife, the previous yeah. one at MetLife, too. And I was there, and I was... Go ahead. I was like, I don't think uh, we knew it was cut uh, when we were there in attendance, and we was. I was just kind of like, oh, I guess they forgot that one. We, well, I don't remember when we found out it was cut. Uh, maybe it was like uh, via well, the sheets or something, but I don't well, think they said that it was cut. Here was the thing. It was billed as a, I think it was an eight-person tag. You had the Funkadactyls, Na- Naomi and Cameron teaming teaming up with uh, was Brodus Clay and Sweet Tea, <laughs> <laughs> going up against the Bella Twins, Damian Sandow, Cody Rhodes. They had actually announced and advertised this for the show, but then came the Undertaker CM Punk match and like the Triple H Brock Lesnar match. And then all of a sudden, here comes John Cena. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. uh oh, <laughs> that's John Cena ain't out here for nothing. This is the main event. It's the main event time. John Cena and The Rock. Obviously, headlined the show. So once John Cena's music hit, we were like, "Did we? Did they? Did we forget the match?" Like, "Oh no, that <laughs> match didn't happen." And of course, this was kind of made Total Divas kind of compelling in the first season because they kind of right. showed the showed this backstage thing happen where they're all backstage waiting for this match to happen, and it's like, "No, you got cut." And it's like, "Wow." Yeah, I think actually that might have been where I first remember hearing about that uh, of it being cut in general, not like the, the decision changing or anything like that. It was just like, oh, you've been cut. So right. And they had and all was, the gear ready and they were ready to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember them like looking really upset and being like, wow, that was a like that was a dick thing to do. And then uh that was before the WWE network. So they're they were like, I guess the, they had the hard time constraints. So it's not even yeah. like now we're really they shouldn't have to cut anything. But um, back yeah, then, is, it was a year before the network. So this is the last WrestleMania before the network. So they had they didn't really have the two hour pre shows, nothing like that. This would have been prime pre show content back in <laughs> nowadays. But back then, they didn't really have it. They had like one match on the pre show, and that was like yeah. the Miz beating Wade Barrett for the IC title. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. I remember. I remember and I lost it the next night. <laughs> 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 I remember that too. Yep. I remember. I remember uh, watching that show. Going, I thought there was more matches. And then I remember they did the Total Divas thing and they did like the whole like tune in this week. And I remember they turned and they were like, oh no, our match is cut. Tune in on E. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, at that point, I feel like it was kind of like an understatement because even when they, the year when the Kid Rock with the Santino one, then they have them all come out and dance for like Kid Rock. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's yeah. things that won't fly in 2019. They turned that thing into a music video and it was yeah. trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brothers was uh, like, this is different. I, I don't know if I could take my kids to this. And I remember <laughs> I remember it was so long, and I remember Kid Rock's performance was like a medley of everything. I was like, come on, dude. Right. That's the thing, too. They had to yeah. make time for his performance. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I, I, no one was here for that. Right? <laughs> no, one, no one goes to WrestleMania to see Kid Rock perform. You know, who I, was there? you know who was there for that? Randy Orton. Screw him. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But uh, the next year... We actually had a championship match in the show this time for the first time in, wow. Oof. For the first time since WrestleMania 23. Ah, damn. Seven years? So, yeah. Seven years for the women's championship, or this time the Divas Championship, to be defended at WrestleMania. And it was just like smorgasbord match. It was AJ Lee versus the rest of the women's roster. (laughs) And she won. And the thing about this match that I always remember is that it took place after The Undertaker lost <laughs> to Brock Lesnar. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> nobody gave one damn they about this match. They was pissed. They got, like, guys, they... go out there and have a good match. Oh, you're <laughs> not going to get any entrances and pay no attention to what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't see The Undertaker lose for the first time at WrestleMania. <laughs> and you're not like, cry- don't cry right now. Don't cry. <laughs> Y'all go have fun. Right, go out there and break a leg. Knock him dead. It's WrestleMania, <laughs> bro. I'm about to cry right now. I'm taking this loss. Act like nobody's watching. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was. People were like, I remember being there. It was like, like crazy. It was just like no one was like reacting to it. It was just like it was like silence. It's like people were in a state of shock. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and I, I remember yeah. like perusing Twitter, and there were people there that were like, "Oh, people are leaving," and I was just like, "What?" I don't know about all that. Still like, it was still like you know Daniel Bryan winning a championship at the end of the night. I don't think people left. And they did. They were some suckers. You should. You don't leave. And you better have went straight to the bar. I wouldn't put anything past. Uh, I wouldn't put anything past wrestling fans. I and I'm one of them. But I would never leave. But whatever. I'm not leaving unless the unless the show gets real bad, like an early '80s promo bad for the gangsters bad. That's that's well, the only like, time I'm leaving. I'm not leaving unless there's like a fire. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you black cursing out the white people and, and down and smoking. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that one. The, the smoking about <laughs> purple. I was like, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I'm gonna get on out of here before this thing crazy. <laughs> um next year, no championship match again. It's just AJ Lee and Page beating the Bellow Twins in a taxi match. Now we go to WrestleMania 32, where things get interesting. Because Gone is the Divas Championship, and in comes the WWE Women's Championship, which is essentially now the Raw Women's Championship because it's red. Uh, but it used to be just the WWE Women's Championship. It was rechristened after being the Divas title. It's been rechristened the Women's title. And they had what I, in my opinion, the best match on the show, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Triple Threat match. At that point, that was like the pinnacle of the women's evolution or whatever you want to call it. 
because they had the great entrances. They had the big celebration when Charlotte won. And it was now the women's championship, and everybody was here for that, not the Divas championship. So this was – and they were on a poster. It was like – it was a real big deal for that point for them to have that match. And it was a great match. It was by far the best match in the show. And, yeah, that was like bravo. You know, that – You guys don't have anything about that match? Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll move on. laughs> it, it went quiet for a second. I was like, is my mic on? Did they just fire me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, no. So I'm just jumping in. Like, I thought it was a great match, too. And it, I think it was probably the first time that you actually saw the reason that you can actually viable put a woman at the end of a match. It was probably the best match on there. And also, I mean, with NXT, I, it was one of those matches where I actually thought that it actually matched the NXT output, right? Because, like, we see these matches on the main roster sometimes, and you're like, oh, the NXT matches for these people were X, Y, and Z. And then I feel like that match was where they kind of, like, showed and proved on that one. Yeah. Uh, Nick had to drop off for a second, but I think he's coming back in right now. Nick, you there? He's coming in. He'll be here. There you go. He's back again. I RKO'd out of nothing. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he, he caught him. He got him already. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Randy. <laughs> oh, now you're <laughs> It'll never happen again. Yeah, RKO'd the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, we were talking about. I don't know if you caught this uh, before your connection issues, but we're talking about WrestleMania 32 and how that was like a seminal moment for women's wrestling at that point. Uh, it was a big yeah, deal, right? right. Uh, and like I said, it was the best match on that show by far. Um, also that's on that show, they, that's when they uh, officially retired the Divas moniker, right? Yes, was, and they on the pre-show they uh, brought out the new title or something. That was cool, right? So again, for that time, that was huge, and it was yeah. it all worked out. And they also had a um, a big tag team match just to get everybody on the show: Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, which was supposed to be Brie Bella's retirement match. Um, yeah. It did not be the case. Uh, Eva Marie, Natalia Page, beat Emma, Lana, Naomi, Summer Rae, and Tamina. So just get everybody on the show Eva and Marie, remember, wow. remember that match. So there you go. Uh, WrestleMania 33, we had two women's matches, both championship matches. Uh, the Raw one was Bailey defending and retaining her title against uh, Charlotte, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. And then the SmackDown one, Naomi, won in her hometown, big feel-good moment. She'd be Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Mickey James, and Natalya. So then we get to last year's show where there were four matches involving women. Uh, that's obviously the most ever in WrestleMania history. You had the Naomi won the Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal. You had each... Women's championship matches were one-on-one matches. You had Charlotte beating Oscar, Nia Jax beating Alexa Bliss, and then you had the Ronda Rousey match with she teamed up with Kurt Angle to beat Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. So there you have it. Those are all of the women's matches in WrestleMania history. As you can see, even back, not even going back a full decade, uh, WWE had a lot of work to do. We've come a long, long, long way since... Playboy pillow fights since Maria Menounos. No disrespect to Maria Menounos. She's a big wrestling fan, apparently. But she's not a wrestler. <laughs> you know? Uh, long way from just random tag team matches with no story, no real story, anything like that. Uh, that was just, like I said, not even 10 years ago, some of those matches that I'm, that I'm referring to. And now here we are where the women had better had been the main event or people were going to be pissed. <laughs> like, it, that that's and they, and they are the main event, and that's quite the uh, the ascent up the ranks that women have come. And 
hey, it's finally, it's about damn time WWE got their heads, you know, out of their, you know, what's and mm-hmm. really started pushing these women as equals to men. And now they're on top of the card. So what are you guys thoughts about that? Now, yeah, it would have been cool if they didn't feel like they had to acknowledge it with like a press release and all this stuff. But I understand it. You know, it's the first time. So it's not like if it happens next year in two years, they're not going to do the same thing. Uh, I, I think that it's good that we know in advance that's going to be the main event because maybe, you know, versus last year or two years ago, I won't be as exhausted as we go through the night because of just how long the event is that maybe like hopefully i'll save some of that juice for the main event that might yeah, go you know, on you tune out for some matches if you know your match is going to be last like right right you know like it, it might not come on till midnight like who knows uh just off, yeah so um rest your that, and and that <laughs> hopefully the crowd will react uh just as well you know with we don't know how the you know the uh, audio will be uh becky lynch wins like will we get that huge pop because they're in a stadium and will will that come across the television screen uh just stuff like that you know like i'm i'm really intrigued at uh you know the fact that since they've already announced it like what will they do in in the middle to kind of make sure the fans in attendance don't tire out so because they've got to be thinking about that you know they to me, they just have to. Right now, there's 13 matches announced, just like a week and a half out. So I get, and that's not with the women's battle royal being announced. And they could easily have the Usos versus New Day for the SmackDown tag team titles, which I actually thought would have been announced last night. And I would love to see that added to the card. Just, just they haven't even announced. They announced a Raw tag title match. No. Uh, the Raw. Who's the champions? The revival. I don't think they have a raw one, but I mean man, they haven't they haven't announced that. It. They haven't announced a US title match, right? Oh yes, they have no, it's it's a, Samoa Joe. Yeah. So yeah, Smack SmackDown tag titles, Raw Tag titles, as of right now, aren't being defended, but they add those two matches, that would be fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the women's ma- women's battle royal would be sixteen. Ooh. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. <laughs> That's two cards in one. The standard yeah. wrestling card has about eight <clears throat> matches, right? I think it's about eight. I think we're going to get to the point. I think we're going to get to the point where WrestleMania is a two day event. <laughs> how can I, you do I, that, though? I, I, uh, I, I don't know how they do it. I just feel like it's going to be like a New Japan show. It's like night one, night two. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, you think about it, right? With the rise of everybody, I don't know how you do it, right? But with the rise of everybody else, and you want to keep these guys on these contracts. Everybody gets a match. You get a match. You get a match. You get a match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, we no, we're talking about championship matches, and no one's talked about Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. But the fact oh, that that's man. even on, but uh, the fact that that's even on the card, it's like everybody's getting a match because they have to keep people happy. You know. But, but and there's something to that though. I think that's a good thing to try to get as many people on the card as possible because it ups the morale. People want to be around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another end. It's like you should have to earn your way on. It's like it should be a special thing to get on WrestleMania. Like I see it. Like I can see somebody arguing it that way, but I can see myself as a performer. If I'm a wrestler, hell yeah, I'm, I want to be on the card. Like Absolutely. yeah, I may not be in the main event or in like a big major feature match, but even if I'm in the cruiserweight title match, I want to have something to do that day. I want to have some nice gear, get my gear made, get walk down that aisle. That's a dream for everybody. So yeah. I, I see why they do that. But when you like to your point, when they do that. These cards are going to be unbelievably long. And really, I mean, 
it is WrestleMania after all. I I, don't, I really don't yeah. mind it as much for WrestleMania. No. I mind it when it's like Survivor Series. And it's a five hour show. Yeah, you yeah. really want to watch or, Survivor or like, Series for five hours. Or like even when it's not a big four, and you're like, like I'm I'm getting to the point now where I, I don't know when they end because like I'll yeah, watch it. And I'm like in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's seven two, whenever. And it's like you gotta go to work in the morning. And you're like. Yeah, like Naomi versus Lana, the second before last. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god, they still gotta do that match. Yeah, that's that's how they always get you because you'd be like, all right, the main event's now. Oh, him, like Hornswoggle, what? Yeah. <laughs> and and I know some people are like, well, New Japan, the Wrestle Kingdom is like five hours long every year, and nobody complains. That's because they don't have as many matches, and a lot of those matches are like some of the best matches you'll see all year. Right. Whereas WrestleMania. They have way more matches, and the majority of those matches are going to be like forgotten. And it's not like a, it's not like a discredit to the wrestlers because they're capable of putting on very memorable matches. It's just that they don't they're not giving enough time because they have sixteen matches. Yeah. There's not enough time, yeah. and then it's to flesh out a good match in each one. And not every match has any like a lot of those New Japan, a lot of those Wrestle Kingdom matches. They have stakes. They have something on the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a story. There's a backstory. A lot of some of these WrestleMania matches, they just throw them together because we need everybody on the card. And that's yeah. that's what you get sometimes. You get some like, matches that don't mean that much. Like, do you remember Razor Moon versus Bob Backlund from WrestleMania 9? Vaguely. <laughs> so, like, at least now we don't have those random thrown together matches. They There's like a story, but it still doesn't make sense. Or it still doesn't carry over to like raw or smackdown the next nights you know like it's just kind of done for so like you said i agree with it a lot of the matches are just forgotten about so yeah because i could tell you just last year's wrestlemania i could probably remember who <laughs> the rousey match i guess the main event dude i totally forgot seth rollins won the intercontinental title in the opening match of the main card I, I forgot about that Daniel Bryan had his first match in like yeah. five years on that show. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That was his return. Yeah, it feels like he's been back forever just based on like what he's been doing, which is great. And he's great, been great, but... by yes. the way. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, that was just like his big comeback. Forget that Sami Zayn was on that card. Oh, man. Where the hell Sami Zayn been? Hurt. I don't know about you, but I want to know where Nicholas is because he won the tag <laughs> <laughs> man, He's going to go, he's gonna go over in the Battle Royal. To think that people defended that last year, like, oh, it was no big deal. Where the hell did they get Braun Strowman since then? Oh, what did man. he do? What did he do? Did, do people still talk about that? That's... I don't know. I... Come on, that's, man. That that's stupid. Well, we might need to do a whole show on that because uh, it's pro- probably one of my biggest letdowns in recent memory that uh, through WWE, just I'm... what they had and where he's at now. Bro, Bro was tipping over ambulances, and now he's out here. Where, where my, I, listen, Michael Chang, <laughs> I like SNL. Some of those skits are funny, but nah, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like they get to WrestleMania, and they just have no idea what to do with Braun Strowman. Like, for every other part of the year, it's like, y'all, he's just killer, and now he's going to be in Saturday Night Live skits, which I guess, hey, for his name, that's pretty big deal, but it's just more comedy. Well, stuff. they well they pushed that this weekend because we got a new episode of Saturday Night Live the next two weekends. So we'll, hey, I wonder if Rod will show up. Uh, if WWE is smart. The- he stomps onto the damn weekend update stage yeah. and tears some stuff up. That's what he's best at. Yeah, 
that's like that has to happen, right? It's in New York. The show is like the uh, Saturday Night Live is in New York. Mm. WrestleMania is in New York, New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't ever, they don't ever say New Jersey, <laughs> but it's in New Jersey technically. Uh, so yeah, like it makes perfect sense for that to happen. But and that's a big deal for Braun Strowman personally. It just right. it's just so off kilter from what they typically do with him throughout the rest of the year, where he's killing people and then all of a sudden he's showing up on sketch comedy shows is like where do we disconnect from like how do we get to this point where he was almost about to beat Brock Lesnar like five months ago and yeah. now he's he's not even in a, he's a, I guess it's featured technically but like he doesn't have another match against another wrestler at this point it's a battle royal with two guys on Saturday Night, Night, like, Saturday Night Live like, I, just, I just know how we got here when they took away his title shot for tearing up Mr. McMahon's car I was like this ain't going well for him <laughs> because it was like you, you, you destroyed the ambulance. You tried to kill some people, right? Try to did he try to kill Kane or something? Who did he throw in the ambulance? He threw somebody. Tried. Oh, they threw him in the ambulance. He went to whatever with the mistress. Ambulance but, but got thrown. He escaped. He escaped. He's like he's like the Michael Myers without a mask. He just is, he's there. Yeah. And then yeah. Put, and then they took his belt. They took the title shot away from him. And then we haven't really heard anything from him. And now he's out here with Will Sasso. Right. So, if Will Sasso showed up on Saturday Night Live with, with, with Braun, I'd probably be like, "Wow!" And then I'd be like, "Wow, that's really sad for Braun." Like, you know, I, I don't know what he did. I, I feel like he got too big, and I feel like when he got as big as Brock, or people were actually really wanting him to beat Brock, they kind of just were like, "Well, we got to cut that off." It's just crazy to think that Braun Strowman is in this position, and Kofi Kingston is in WWE Championship match on the same show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened in the <laughs> Where do we, we get crossed here? Like, like I said, if you go back like to November, it told me Braun Strowman is gonna be in the same match with two guys from Saturday Night Live, and Kofi Kingston's gonna challenge Daniel Bryan as a B plus player for the WWE Championship. I'd be like, I'm like what put away what? your fantasy booking sheet. <laughs> right. Like stop playing and turn, turn turn the game off. Yeah. <laughs> Turn to take 19 off and uh, watch actual wrestling because that's never going to happen. And here we are. Kofi Kingston is challenging Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. And Braun Strowman is having a match against the Weekend Update guys. This is, this is as Art Kelly said, this is real. This is real. <laughs> like, this is wild. <clears throat> Any final thoughts before we wrap up the show this week, guys? I'm just looking forward to uh, Mania. I think they they built it up well. Uh, I I was looking forward to last year more, but uh, I think this year has the potential to kind of undo what they did last year in terms of outcomes. You know, make the right outcomes happen. I'll be happy, uh, and I'm looking forward to previewing it all next week. Yeah, Sawyer. I'm super excited about so like WrestleMania is always like a holiday if you're a wrestling fan, right? Because yeah. you get wrestling that whole weekend, and we yeah. didn't even, we didn't even touch on how ridiculous NXT, yeah, right? We, we, we didn't even touch on how ridiculous that's going to be. So I'm just excited. I just like you, like you said, you, they do new stuff, but then they go back to old stuff. But you just hope they don't screw it up too much. And you, and then like the best part, the Raw after after WrestleMania, yeah. So, so you get you get it. We're going to be good all the way up until Wednesday, so. But yeah, thank you for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate having no me. No problem, on. man. It's, it's going to be an interesting, as it, as it always is, it's going to be a very interesting time in WrestleMania. 
Uh, I'm just hoping that they put smiles on people's faces this year. That's what they always yeah. say. We put smiles on people's faces. We'll actually do it this time. Stop trying to get so much heat all the time. You got heat already. Now let's pay these things off with some, you know, smiles and, you know, good, happy feelings. Let's make people feel happy. But Great. I feel like, because this is pro wrestling, you're going to get that heat. <laughs> and we're not going to get the, <laughs> the happy endings that everybody usually gets at WrestleMania. So, but in the meantime, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. All right. You can follow me at Nick McCone on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And like us at Facebook.com slash The Straight Shooters. I will have, uh, well, you know, we still have another episode left uh, before WrestleMania, but check out phillyvoice.com. I'll have an, uh, a whole WrestleMania recap with my thoughts and analysis. And we'll have this podcast up at phillyvoice.com too and phillyinfluencer.com. And you can check out more about our Philly sport, the Philly sports scene. We'll have a lot about opening day tomorrow. We'll have a lot about uh, the Sixers game tomorrow night. We'll be, we'll be there, the whole Philly influencer squad. So uh, if you see us, come say hi. All right. Well, I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, if I'm not on Twitter, more than likely, I'm out here in these streets. As Nick said, I know Nick's going to be out here in these streets this weekend, but I'm always out here in these streets. I'll be so looking for Randy Orton. I'll be looking for him. <laughs> yeah, you better stay in the house then. <laughs> like, well, he goes through houses too, remember? He That's care. true. <laughs> he come back to your crib. That's true. He burned he burn them down too, like they burn wide. The bones in front of it. <laughs> Speaking of Bray White, by the way, breaking news. Ah, he's having a baby apparently. Another one. Yeah, he's already got kids with his not former wife, but now with JoJo, yeah, they they are pregnant. <laughs> they are with a child. He said, "I'll be back on TV when I'm done." <laughs> I gotta make this happen right quick. <laughs> Papa don't shoot no blanks. Somebody was like, somebody on Twitter was like, "I hope he doesn't name him Abigail." I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. Wow. Done. Done." Give it away. It's over. Wow. Congratulations to uh, Bray Wyatt and JoJo. Uh, I guess we've known, we now know what Bray Wyatt has been up to for the last, (laughs) I don't know, year since he's been on TV. When was the last time he was on TV? Like the summer? I don't even remember. Maybe, yeah. With Matt Hardy, right? As a tag team. Yeah. When you just sit around, you ain't got much to do. It's just like, you know what? Let's let's make this stuff happen. And then, you know, out comes the baby carriage and all this and that. So Got the whole world in his hands. Hey, look, I ain't, ain't going to go there. I ain't, ain't going to go no further with that. Just know that congratulations to Bray Wyatt and JoJo <laughs> on their pending, the pending birth of their child. Uh, she looks very pregnant in that picture, too. She looks like she was good four or five months along, at least. Mm. So, But, you know, congratulations to them. And uh, again, you can find us on a multitude of platforms iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, the mothership, wildfireradio.com. We can find all 188 prior episodes, and soon you'll be able to find this episode as well on wildfireradio.com. Let me not for- also forget. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash shooters radio, where you can subscribe to some exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. Yes, only $1.99 to subscribe to some exclusive straight shooters content. But until then, until next week, I'm Vaughn Johnson for Nick Bacone and the good brother Sawyer. Thanks for listening and watching episode 189 of the straight shooters, and we will catch y'all again next week. Peace. 
You've been listening to the Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.